This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. G.I. Joe Sigma-6, code name for a highly trained special mission force. Its objective, stop Cobra, stop Cobra. Sigma-6, be a Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, Live in Life Large and also in Charge. This is another episode of G.I. Joe Sigma 6 and this is Knowing is Half the Podcast and I am merely, humbly, gratefully, Ray Stacanus. Is this 1988? Because I do not recall living either large or in charge since that halcyon dime. I remember living Charles in charge. Uh, You really want to go back to a time when someone has uh, charge of your days and nights? Yeah, he's got he's also responsible for my wrongs and my rights, so I can never be arrested. I feel like every time you're in a relationship, those are exactly the things you complain about. So I call bullshit oh, on this. Oh boy, that that tracks. Yeah, mm, sorry, that's Gina. A good point. It's a good yeah. point. Mm. This Maybe has already should... started out as a Ray and Chan versus Gina episode, and those are always <laughs> weird. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, are you guys going to introduce yourselves? No. Well, that's I'm... Robert Chan exclamation point Clark. No one's going to get that bit. I don't care. It's for me and Mike. Mike, I know you get that bit because you also <laughs> commented on it. And it's just for me and you, brother. Here we are. Yeah. You all should get out to the Open Fist Theater if you're in Los Angeles more often. And then you'll know. You'll know the bit. You'll know all the things. Uh, and the other person is TV's Gina Ippolito. Yay. There we go. Gina, how you is want the a soundboard going? so that you want- can uh, do that like uh, audience clap thing? Uh, no, actually, I was thinking, do you want a soundboard, Gina, so you could pretend to be on the episode <laughs> and we would just play clips of you and no one would know the difference? I mean, listen, that would be great. That would be great if, if it just said like things like, I really I know you guys are going to disagree, but I really like this. Or I know you guys are going to disagree, but I really disliked this. Just insert <laughs> insert that every three minutes. I'm, I'm trying or to think like, of other popular Gina-isms. You'd be like, uh, I'm hungry, or Ray, I actually said that. Yeah, Both of those, yeah, yeah. I think, track for the soundboard. Yeah, or people on Twitter agree with me. Okay, yeah. Uh, people, people on Twitter are angry that you guys bully me so often. Seven different exasperated sighs. <laughs> uh, people at home, I want to know, if we were to make a Gina soundboard of popular Gina-isms from the show... What would you like it to say? Hashtag Gina soundboard. Hashtag Gina soundboard. (laughs) 
So anyway, we're uh, talking about G.I. Joe Sigma 6, episode 11 of 13 from this season. Why is, are we doing so much G.I. Joe? Because no, y'all want to do holiday stuff. We've we, talked about this. We And we, yeah, thank you, Gina. We just did something else, Chan. We did a delightful two Superman block that eventually will, eventually will come out as we record this. Yeah. More not G.I. Joe, please. <laughs> well, you're going to get <laughs> like three months. We got to get through it, man. Yeah. You got to take your medicine. Thank you. Take your Benadryl so you can get some sleep. <laughs> is that um, is that how you're putting your kid to sleep these days? Well, when I was a kid, it was NyQuil. Right. Uh, now Benadryl's a lot safer for children. <laughs> uh, and and the, the generation before me, it was Jack Daniels on the gums. So, you know, we, we are baby steps, as you like to say. How about, why don't we just give the kids the blackout game and, uh, like... The blackout y- game. Do I... Am I am I the only one that knows about this? Yeah, when you uh, when someone at a sleepover makes you black out. Yeah, you like yeah, uh, everyone knows uh, get behind about them and like yeah. and like squeeze their chest until they pass out. Yeah, like, everyone knows about that except for kids who didn't have friends when they were little. I'm yeah. sorry. So you guys uh, just put wrestling holds on each other until you literally <laughs> lost consciousness. Well, I it's guess we gr- just found out who d- didn't have any friends when they were little. Uh, two things. One, uh, that's yes, the girls' version of uh, boys giving each other friggin' pile drivers at sleepovers. And two, I learned about this in my late thirties, so no. I definitely did not have friends in high school. <laughs> no, wait, I'm sorry. This is a you are just not making this up right now. This I've never heard of this before. Well, then I, have, I guess you're a I've loser. No, Did you ever nobody, do it, Gina? I, is there firsthand knowledge, what? or is like yeah, you I heard had, that? Like, I had oh, it done to me when I didn't know what was going on. I was at my Jesus friend, Christ. my friend Ricky's house for a slumber party, and her older brother was dating this like cool seventeen-year-old girl, <laughs> and so we were like, you know, like doing cool like Ouija board, like all the usual slumber party stuff. And then she was, how like, old were right. you? Uh, maybe twelve. 12 with a 17 year old uh girl sort of leading things okay okay well she was like there to hang out with the older brother and uh, then and then i think we were how old was this older brother like 26 (laughs) (laughs) he was probably like 18 or 19 i think uh all right you know know the way the cool 17 year old girls hang out at children's slumber parties and no she was 12 year olds to black out she was there to have (laughs) sex with the older brother uh-huh. Uh, and then like came out at some point and we were like playing some other game like truth or dare or something and then she was like okay <laughs> I'll... Like, and then she was like I'll show up. you guys a game and then <laughs> she was like who wants to go first and I was like I do I don't know what oh, it is God. but I want to go first uh, and then she was like okay put your hands up your chest and then she came up behind me and then like the next thing I knew I was waking up and like two girls were crying <laughs> I mean okay on the one hand that is horrifying. On the other hand, uh, like because it didn't happen to me, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great. And then I was like, "Oh wow, how does that work?" Do it one more time so that I can like be cognizant, <laughs> like for research purposes. So she did it one more time, and I was like, "Huh, okay." I am so grateful. I can honestly say, truthfully, I've never woken up to have two girls crying. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you, I, bet, I bet you've got two girls in your house right now crying. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Okay, look, here's the deal. You might be right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, too real. Anyway, this episode of G.I. Joe Sigma 6, it's called Space. Again, there's a two-parter, Zeus Part 1 and Part 2 after this. So we're very, very close to the end of this season of Sigma 6. And on to fun, what, Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas. Three months of seasonal material that makes China, China... And Jan. (laughs) What is happening? Uh, The best time of the year. Best time of the year. Uh, Everyone will be happy but me because I don't like holiday specials. Yes, you do. You love Uh, it. I've seen you make chili for every single holiday for the past 10 years. So clearly you love it. I also make chili. Listen, (laughs) Detroit Lions opening day is a holiday in this household. I don't know what to tell you. That's just a fact. Any excuse you have to make chili and say it's a holiday, you take it. So you celebrate holidays in your own special boy way. I feel like that's supposed to be insulting, but it's actually quite <laughs> delightful. I don't know. That's probably the and nicest the thing anyone night, said to me today. You leave uh, the two girls in your house crying after you've eaten that much chili. Yeah, I'm not yeah. in the house. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, but space. So we all, you know, it's so funny to me. I know the name of this episode is space and, and then the episode starts and then it's like, you know, orbit and like, you know, uh, stars. And I, in my head, I wrote, Oh, cool space. Uh, I will say that like only like a minute of this episode takes place in space, which was very disappointing. Well, it was like going to, it was like Friday the 13th, uh, part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. Yes, only a segment takes place in actual Manhattan, only like one scene, but the whole thing is about getting to there. Yeah, so but we're I trying wanted to get like, to I wanted like OG GI Joe space gribbles. What were those things? Oh, the space the, gribbles. No, you're talking about the, uh, oh my gosh. Why, how in the world am I absolutely blanking on this right now? The fatal, the fatal fury, fatal fluffies, fluffies. Yeah, you knew what I was talking about. Uh, Yeah, I wanted them like on a space station, but instead, this was just like, hey, we're gonna rip off a thing from Marvel where we're collecting Infinity Stones. It's time for the Space Stone. Uh, no, it's not. I disagree slightly in that we're not like Marvel collecting Infinity Stones. It would be like collecting Infinity Stones if we didn't know how many they were and none of them mattered. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's a worse version. Someone read the Marvel comics, the Infinity Stone Marvel run and said like, hey, why don't we do this? But worse. Uh, what if Cobra wanted to get his hands on all those stones? And then they were like, what's our version of it? And it's like, oh, they are powerful for reasons question mark and then the network was like great can you make 12 episodes of this uh that's what it was like i like that you just referred to cobra cobra and the single person we got to get it out of his hands that cobra <laughs> uh, i like also- that you referred to it as the <laughs> infinity stone series <laughs> that's as, what everyone calls if- it as if there was not a series called the infinity gauntlet by Jim Starlin and the subsequent sequels. Listen, we all know what it is. Don't be a gatekeeper. Uh, By the way, very timely because aliens are in the news a lot. This is uh, crazy to me. Like, and none of it's real. That's the yeah, part that course kills me. None of it is real. It's one crazy guy who does this like every two years. He's like, whoa, look at this. I found some beef jerky that resembles an alien. And then people are like, oh, crap. Uh, he released it online. So now we got to like 
confirm or deny it or people will think it's like a conspiracy on our part and then but it's the same guy it's the same guy doing the same aliens i i was so annoyed because c-span told me it's just like and or i'm sorry videos on youtube about c-span told me it was just like ah oh, u.s admits proof of aliens and this is a big thing and and then i go and i watch it and it's the same like handful of whack job uh former pilots yeah that always just yeah like you said that always just show up and they're just like i don't know another guy told me he saw an alien it's like <laughs> what what are you talking why is this a thing like i assume what we were going to have like uh, revealed documents and pictures they no. were just gonna wheel in a ufo no and, this like, time they had nothing. a body and every and every okay. headline i read was like alien like man claims to have alien body looks suspiciously like aliens do in our movies yeah weird <laughs> how that happens repeatedly yeah you're talking about the thing in mexico which is the guy who from peru who pulled out two quote-unquote thousand-year-old mummified alien bodies yeah which that same guy does every couple of years and this mofo, they look, they both look like uh, 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 miniature ETs. Like, that's, yeah, it's so embarrassing. Like, come on. If we're, we all want the alien thing to be real, but like, not like that. Like, stop playing with us. Stop being dumb about it. Like either put up or shut up. You know, I don't personally believe that we have actually made contact with actual aliens in any meaningful, actual way. And that's fine. You can believe the opposite. I do not care. There's no <laughs> proof, really, of anything that we've seen. And the human brain is a crazy, crazy thing and very uh, 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 open to suggestion, right? Like yeah. somebody once told me, Ray, I think you actually understood that first episode of Legion. And I believed them. So what I'm trying to say is just like either either get the proof out there, show me the indisputable proof and not this this whack two mummified thousand year old like th and somebody put out a video like a couple days ago of like a naked guy and like a naked alien. Did you see this? And then no, for like a split I second, that, hold on. That sounds like something no, not you like found that. on Pornhub. <laughs> no, it, okay, look, you you look for it wherever you can find it, Chan. And I'll say it was like a black <laughs> and white. It's on white, YouTube. It looked like a trail video. You know what I'm saying? And it's sort of like this raises more questions. That, and I started like raising like, okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, there's aspects of this that don't really track for me. And then before I could get like a second thought out, the immediate comment underneath it is like, oh, hi, I'm a VFX artist. I'm the one who made that. Here's my portfolio. I don't seek these things out because I don't want any of these nut jobs. Like I don't want all of a sudden Google to be like, oh, we see that you're dumb now. Uh, would you like to hear about how, how many people assassinated JFK? No, I don't. I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about how the earth is flat. I don't want to hear about the moon landing. So I don't seek it out. In fact, the fact that we're talking about it now and my computer is listening to me means that if the next time I sign into TikTok, instead of the panda videos that I now get, because I searched for a panda video to send to Chan, if I get some sort of like, hey, here's proof that the earth is flat, I am going to come to Ray's house and murder him. I didn't even do it. What are you talking about? Oh, You're right. the one on TikTok. I, I don't even own TikTok. Up the aliens. You're right. I opened up the panda video and uh, it said that it came from a state controlled <laughs> website. So naturally, I kept watching it because <laughs> you know what? If that's what I got to do to get my panda fix. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, it was a panda getting bottle fed and making little panda squeaks. I would say it's worth it. 
definitely worth it. No, you're right. I mean, look, t- all TikTok is state-controlled media. What are you talking about? It's a good point. Like, TikTok is, is like one of the most aggressive apps for... Spoiler alert, kids at home. TikTok is one of the most aggressive apps at, like, learning your data from everything else you do on your phone. Surprise! Uh, I do not have TikTok on my phone. I do not want TikTok on my phone. In fact, in the United States, the government phones, you know, official government business phones, are not allowed to have TikTok on them for that specific reason. So, you know, I'm just saying I'm not a privacy honk, but like there is a limit. Ray, there is absolutely nothing that the state control that the Chinese government could learn about you from from like bug apps on your phone that they couldn't just learn by looking at you for 30 seconds that's a good point that is a good like, oh yeah point. i know what this guy's doing in his downtime see i really thought you were going to say that they couldn't learn from listening to every episode of knowing is half the podcast and in my head i'm like yeah but that's worth it to me they have to put in work for that i yeah. get the, i get the numbers you know that's they great. don't but they don't because you're not a complex person oh my that hurts me robert Cole. i am very complicated uh... i'm both untrustworthy and unreliable <laughs> You don't get that from nothing. You, but you do. You do get that from nothing. Oh. That's sort of the point. So this opening of G.I. Joe Sigma 6 Episode 11 Space is space. And after that, we have Cobra Commander talking with Zartan. They're doing Operation Blastoff because there's a Sigma Stone embedded in an asteroid that only... Okay, Chan, I need some science help here. This is an asteroid that only travels around Earth once every 20 years except this time it's going to burn up in orbit. Uh, like all science on Sigma-6, it's basically a fuck you to anything <laughs> that vaguely resembles reality. I see. Uh, so there's no scientific merit, because in my mind, if it comes by every 20 years, it will go away and come back in 20 years. Uh, yes. I mean... Which, for all intents and purposes is okay for our story (laughs) why they would know that isn't clear uh how they you know like why they didn't just pull the sigma stone earlier isn't clear why uh like sure uh asteroids i I imagine could have a 20 years is a real short time and it would be a real weird orbit so i that seems real unlikely but sure let's say that that is the case they do come closer and further away so yeah that could happen it's stuck in the middle though it's like it's like they need to send uh uh um bruce willis with his crew out there to mine it and get it out of the middle Mm mm-hmm are we, do we need to have the conversation of it's easier to turn astronauts into miners than miners into astronauts? Because you can't bring up that movie anymore without somebody making that point. Can we talk about how there are clowns to the left of me and jokers to the right? Here I am. Stuck in the middle with you. Yeah, until do, you finish do, it, do, I'm not continuing. Okay, we're back to the long intros again. I don't understand what makes, why, there's no rhyme or reason to why an episode is, has a long intro or the truncated intro. It's probably just be, be, how much stuff we're about to see, uh, but it seems like there was a lot of stuff. I actually almost ran out of notepad space because I was writing so much stuff down in this episode, but here we are with the long version of the intro. 
Really? I I had a lot to say. Or I just wrote, oh, I also wrote really big. That probably helped. (laughs) Did Um, you use crayon? Because I feel like that might also have something to do with it. Shut up. So we're at Cape Douglas. (laughs) Cape Douglas would be like a Cape Canaveral sort of situation. More like Cape Douglas. Whoa. There were two S's on that Douglas. An entire Cape. There were. It, that is how it's spelled, so I, uh, I'm, I'm going to stand by it. Uh, that's fine. We learned a bunch of a bunch of kids are on tour at this uh, space uh, station carnival thing, and uh, the, the two of the kids break off from the group. Now, how, this is a very high tech facility, and it seems like security is exceptionally lax here uh, uh, in many ways, uh, as we will soon discover. One of which is two children disappear from the group that is only being led by like one lady. Um, and they sort of break off and just start like getting into other rooms in the top secret rooms in the building. And one of them sees uh, Zartan in there and he says, Hey, um, I saw an alien in that room. And the lady comes back and try to shoo them away. And she's like, no, 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 no. That's not, there's obviously no aliens in there. So you didn't see it. Let's get out of here. Now, why she wouldn't check, to, you know, who's in that room. I don't know. I'd probably just take a look. Uh, but then they look and there's nobody in there. And then Zartan, unforced, just appears from nowhere, and he says, hi, I'm Zartan. I am from outer space, and I'm here to take over. And I'm like, he's not good at covert operations. This is one of a couple of different times during this episode where I felt like there was a better uh, script written, and they cut it down and then cut out vital pieces of information. Because if... Cobra were to take over this whole thing, uh, if they were to like knock out like every single guard and like replace them, you know, Cobra just like puts on a, a, a Fort Douglas uniform or whatever, and then just goes and takes her place. Um, and they wanted hostages so that they could, you know, like uh, keep the police from coming in or whatever, so they could finish their thing. All that makes total sense. Why like this would plan. be the case? Yeah, I like that. Plan. But I uh, like. Probably it was. It's too much. Either it's too much exposition to fit fit in. Um, you know, a twenty two minute episode, or the executives are like, well, you know, kids are too stupid. Cut this. Cut this. Cut this, and just have them, you know, do the dumb thing. Yeah, uh, and and the thing that I used to look, we cut to a robot dog right off the top, and my uh, my brain we- didn't consider it even for a second. I'm like, yep, and there's a robot dog, and then they're like, oh, Scott from Hawk's Kid is here. Wait, you did not remember the robot dog? No, I remember the not- robot dog, but we haven't seen him in so long. I just, you know, I just wasn't even thinking about it. You thought it was him. a different robot? The second I saw that robot dog. Wait, don't also, don't they show Scott first or something? Yeah, like, Either I way, recognize a white them, kid, please. They show them. There's only been one kid on this show. No, How did you I not realize? I only recognize the kid because of the dog. Because it's like when Princess Leia shows up in Star Wars, it's not like there's another girl in Star Wars. There is Princess Leia, period. There is only the dog, the one robot dog. Boy, Ahsoka Tano must be super confusing for you, huh, Chan? Uh, the fact uh, that you listen. How long? Listen, this is this is the most on brand Ray thing I've ever heard where Ray was like, okay, so there was like six episodes where we saw a kid and a robot dog. But when this episode started, we saw a kid and a robot dog. And I was like, who are 
are they? When is Wait someone going to no, explain to me who that does they sound, are? Yeah. I don't know what's no, going hold on. on. And then finally someone was like, hey, you're Hawk's kid. Remember from those six episodes? And Ray was like, I don't know what they're talking about. Six episodes of what? What show are we you? talking about? And First then they off, were like, oh, yeah. On. Like, remember, you, you got, we gave you a thing to talk to G.I. Joe. And Ray was like, what's G.I. Joe? Where <laughs> am I? How did I get here? Why is my butt sore? And then finally he figured it out. Back up. I need to know why his butt was sore. I mean, because he, he either either an alien came down and probed him uh-huh. or he ate too much chili and his butt Thank exploded you. and it couldn't handle it. Or yeah. possibly Chan, both. You see yeah. the social media. You know how much chili I've been eating over the last <laughs> week. But also I've seen social media and I've seen how much alien talk there is. So I'm torn. <laughs> you know what? Okay. I, you know, I hold that. Yeah. I'll, I'll be clear. It is the chili. Um, I did not know. Look, there's a robot dog. And yes, my brain just went right through it. Then they cut to like a group of like nine kids and I'm, I'm not thinking anything of it. And then all of a sudden like, Oh, that one of the nine kids is, aren't you Hawks kid? And I'm like, Oh, the robot dog. Okay. Oh my God. This, that's this, legitimate. this, can you please listen? I need you to do me a favor. I don't know if either of you are an organ donor. I am an organ donor. It says it on my, it says it on my, but I need you to donate your brain to science just to see if you have CTE. I'm <laughs> Gina, really there's curious. There's no chance I don't have CTE. <laughs> I know, but I just, I think you should still donate it just to be sure. I'll still be alive, obviously. Obviously. Uh, and, and I just want to, I just want to be able to like watch from the little glass room that they let you watch the uh, <laughs> people taking out your brain and doing the CTE tests on. And then as soon as they say like, oh, not only does he have CTE, also he's like missing a portion and also like ha- like part of his brain is just uh, cereal. I think it's like Count Chocula cereal in there. I mean, and then the I can just finally be like, huh. All right. <laughs> and then you put on your finest suit. For there was no more mystery left in the universe. I mean, the fact that you spent eight years with that, knowing full well what was going to happen at the end, that's a, a lot of that is on you. That's your yeah. fault. I, I just want to I want to know for sure. So Zartan is there and, and all of a sudden robot dog goes to attack Zartan, jumps through the air and spoiler alert, uh, trigger warning, Gina Ippolito. I hate that it. That dog gets blasted. I that hate dog it. Gets Oh my God. I have not seen such force on something. That dog gets annihilated by a laser blast. They also like add in some dog whimper noises, which is unnecessary. Yeah. And I don't know if this isn't overlord vector, but it's like another similar robot because doesn't overlord vector fly. And this one has like treads. Yeah. I don't know what this thing is. This looks like a fucking mecha suit that, that Ripley is wearing. Yeah. It's, it's some new Cobra thing. I do I do appreciate the robot designs in this show. They're kind of like cool. they they look like crazy ass robots. It don't really make sense, but also they're so over the top that you're like, okay, yeah, it's it's like a crazy ass robot. It's not uh um supposed to be, you know, supposed to look like a person or whatever. It's just Yeah. No, I mean I like it. It's all good. Uh so uh cut back to G.I. Joe headquarters and gosh, was it high tech? Uh, who's all of a sudden sees the Morse code coming in. And look, if you are, if you were alive at any point in the 1980s, you know, the SOS Morse code. If you were, hold on. If you were alive, you know what SOS is. It's fair. And the fact that 
it takes them so long just graded it on me. It was really upsetting because it's like the first thing you learn in military, right? Is like Morse code. Um, and so, yeah, the fact that this is like appearing on the screen and all the Joes are just staring at it, like could be anything. And at multiple points during this episode, high tech's like, I am the greatest hacker in the world. Oh my God, dude. To be fair though, I'll be honest. High tech is probably the most competent person on either side in this entire series. I'll say it. He made the Sigma suits. His, his hacking generally works. He's got a decent plan. He doesn't completely F up sideways all the time. If I was going to like give anybody like the, uh, the gold star, it would be high tech, but he is very self-congratulatory. And that is a turnoff. Let me tell you. It's not great. Not my favorite. So they, after about 10 and a half years, they figure out that SOS is coming from Scott on his GI Joe signal card that they gave him at the end of episode five uh, of the miniseries. And, um, uh, heavy duty is already in that area. He goes, I was just at, uh, camp Douglas and I didn't see anything of note there. And they're like, go back, turn it around. Let's go. So he walks in the front door. Heavy duty does. And, uh, he's just like, Hey, everybody, uh, I need to, can I look around a little bit? I got to find those kids. I got to find that thing. And he foolishly lets the front door guy, uh, walk him into a room. He goes, Oh yeah, they're right in here. And I'm just like, uh, huh. <laughs> I've seen too much GI Joe to believe this, and uh, and of course the uh, the security guard ends up being Zartan, uh, disguised as a security guard, and the room ends up being an uh, empty room where he gets uh, heavy duty gets blasted as well. He gets zapped with so much uh, ele- electricity that he just passes the f out, which is not healthy. And back at headquarters, they're tracking his bio data of his Sigma suit, and they're like, "Yo, he just he just took a loss, man. That is we not gotta- good." We got to ask, did Cobra outfit that entire room to be a stun room uh, just as soon as they got there? Like, yeah. okay, here's the things we need to do to get a hold of this uh, rocket. First thing we do, uh, rebuild this entire lounge to incapacitate anybody who comes in here. Or second option, uh, Fort Douglas has that already. Yeah. Like that is a room that is just there for question mark. Jane, I, I would argue this is one of those deleted scenes you were talking about. There was mm. an actual Cobra architect years ago in the design Ooh. of this building. Didn't make it for time. Oh, right, right. Okay. It's like Rogue One where we find out that, oh, yeah, the uh, the weakness of the star of the Death Star was built in that way intentionally. Mm. Spoiler alert. I like um, it. Yeah, the, to be fair, there's going to be an entire depressing two-hour movie about the poor Cobra architect who designed Camp Douglas. Oh, I'd watch that. <laughs> Me too. Shit, man. Honestly, that sounds kind of good. Um, it's it's uh, just like Oppenheimer when he's going to be like, what have I wrought? That's right. And it, it cuts to the very, very end. It's heavy duty in this scene getting dropped and him at some very advanced age watching on a monitor with a single tear just rolling down his cheek. <laughs> like, that's not what I meant the room for. I have become stunned destroyer of nervous systems. Oh, Jesus. Did we already give our obligatory, like, I liked this episode, I thought this episode was okay, I hated this episode? We have not Is that obligatory? 
I, I, I think mean, it is usually, at this point. Usually st- starts out with one of us being like, I was pleasantly surprised. And then Chan being like, I'm going to disagree whatever, with whatever you just said. And then Ray being like, I didn't understand it. Uh, I, and I was like prepared to come into this with Ray so angry tonight because there is so much of his favorite character. Okay, uh, I I have okay. Look, I have many notes when he starts appearing. Uh, we're talking about Tunnel Rat, who is not featured in the first half of this episode, oh, but is featured very much in the second half. Yeah, of this once episode. he gets in there, he really gets in there. Uh, uh, and I and I have something to say at the end of this about a about a character that I miss a lot, and I'm I'm gonna let you guys think about who it is for the rest of this podcast. And then it's at okay, the end, Gina. I'll explain I miss, why. I miss Cover Girl too. Uh, I've erased her from my memory. Okay. So we have our official Sigma suit activation scene. And what's wild about this one is it's four suits instead of just one, uh, three. It's always three, but this time it's four. It's long oh, range, shit. tunnel rat, Duke, and Scarlet. So we get the quad screen instead of the three screen. I will say that like Duke... At some point, I forgot he was on this mission. Like, <laughs> he's like not doing he, his own thing the whole time. Yeah, like he goes away for a really long time at some point, yes. and and then like they cut to him, and I was like, wait, where is he? Oh, he's on this mission somewhere. <laughs> what? He does the heavy lifting at the end of this mission. He keeps inviting himself to places. <laughs> yeah, he's like, can we? Can we? Uh, can, do you think there's room to pull up another another chair? I'm sure if we ask the waiter, he'll do it. And everyone's like, I don't think the table's big enough. There was a moment when, for a brief second, I thought High Tech was including himself in the mission. And I legit got a little excited to see him get off of the terminal and into a battle. But that ended up being not true at all. It was long range instead of him. And long range didn't do jack shit in this episode, just for the record. He drove. He was the driver. He was the baby driver. You know, great. And this is when the tunnel rat begins. This is when the ratting begins. Uh, now, here's the deal. Gina's asking the question, how do I feel? I feel very neutral about this episode. There were some parts of it I kind of liked. Uh, then there was also tunnel rat in this episode. And uh, a little bit of, um, it got a little out of focus towards the end, I think, of this episode, where they're just putting in explosions and Stuff that didn't really Hello? need to be there. Oh, so I, I I put this as a very thumbs neutral episode. Happened. I don't know. You two don't have to share your feelings right now, but like that that's that's where my, this is why I didn't really ask the question earlier is because I didn't really have a strong opinion about it. Uh, I came in not expecting to like this episode because, uh, like I was saying be, uh, before we started recording, uh, we've been watching For All Mankind over on uh, Apple. Sure. Great, great show. Was not expecting to like it that much because it's like about like um, the space race in the 60s and like, you know, sort of like the right stuff kind of things, which I generally have no interest in. Um, but turns out that show's real good. And I'm like, oh, God, they're going to do any- they're going to do anything with rockets. I'm going to be so mad because. Uh, they're completely off base and they don't, you know, and it's, it's kind of like spits on the good name of uh, rocket science. Uh, but it turns out uh, I still hated it. Oh, fair enough. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Uh, yeah, I did not like this. I, I didn't hate it. It's just every episode of this series feels like a huge nothing burger to me. 
Like I'm left with no real memory. There's nothing that differentiates any of these episodes to me. Like there's not like, like with original GI Joe, it's like, Oh, that was the one where shipwreck was like in a, in a, an AI created reality where he watched his fake wife and daughter melt before his eyes or like, Oh, that was the one where, uh, no, those things did not happen in GI Joe, Gina. Uh, the, this is the one where like low light, like if someone goes into his psyche and like cars turn into rats. Oh, this is the one with the games master. And like, if you were to ask me like what name, something name, some episode from Sigma six, like this is the one that, I could like, I could give you the ninja one, the ninja one. That's like, the one the that trials. we just watched. That was yeah, the most. That, I'll be honest, though, that's the one I like the best, and that's the one that's probably going to stick with me. Also, like name a plot point of it. Just like just saying it's the ninja one is meaningless. Oh, now, you, now you're losing me. There's yes. okay. How about the one where the big plot point is Tunnel Rat can't help himself but eat a fly in front of guards when he's supposed to be stealthy? This is this is not again. These are like these are moments from. From episodes that you remember mostly because they're stupid. Yes. But like you like I can't be like, oh yeah, remember like this was the episode where this like this was the plot of the entire episode and this creative thing really happened. Like every episode is just a nothing burger. And this was more nothing burger, but with the most annoying character thrown in. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, not 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 a fan. Again, par for anime to have the most annoying character, a eh, cowboy bebop. Um the so tunnel rat is now front and center, not giving Chan a chance to respond. Uh, Tunnel Rat <laughs> uh, sneaks in through the garbage chute and then lets them in the front door. And they're just like, hey, you smell like shit. And I'm like, Ugh. in my mind, I'm just like, lady, you just asked him to crawl through the garbage chute to let you in. Ugh, I hate him. I, hate I don't even him. like hate him for that. But then, he, of course, he says, but I dumped on cologne. Surely Ugh. I'd be okay. Ugh. That's even more disgusting to me. I, like, if there's two things I hate, it's stinky guys and guys who wear cologne. The third thing is stinky guys who try to cover their stink with cologne. Uh, so I'm sure he just smells awful, and they're oh, on man. a mission together, so you can't, like, get away from him. It's just terrible. I'm that curious. why we don't uh, record live anymore uh, in room with each other. <laughs> One of several reasons, yes. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Take your main cobra, when you meet Slaughter's Marauders. Slaughter's Marauders, camouflage, they can't be seen. But you better believe they're me, they're me. There's me, and Spirit, and Footloose, on the attack. Slaughter's Marauders to the rescue. Take this. Go, go. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, Slaughter's Marauders. Equalizer, Armadillo and Blinks, figure sold separately. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. Yo, Joe. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Uh, I'm curious if uh, this will come through because as Duke is talking, uh, Tunnel is chasing Scarlet around like and just being the grossest. Yeah. Uh, but it might be in the background. You might not be able to hear it. 
I'm wearing cologne. I'll team up with Scarlet to free Scott and his friends while Tunnel Rat heads for the launch area. You have to find a way to put out that rocket. Let's get a move on, Scarlet. They said this stuff would drive women crazy, but this is ridiculous. Uh, I hated all the of fact that. that he's trying to get her to sniff him and that he does then the sniff. most hacky joke at the end. I want him to be squished like a bug. Uh, I want him to yeah. get eaten by a bug just for retribution's sake. Mm. Like a big old Starship Troopers bug just shows up and bites his head off. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, I hate everything about that scene. Um, just very upsetting. The, the interplay between Scarlet and Tunnel Rat is supposed to be very fun, where she's an uptight woman, and he's a gross dude. Just having fun. Um, also, I think he might be... I think there might be something wrong with this guy. Oh, you <laughs> like, think? <laughs> like, I think maybe part of his brain is Count Chocula cereal. Uh, <laughs> because, like, before I was just like, oh, he's just clueless. But this is the episode where I was like, oh, he's, like, developmentally. Like, they they recruited a guy who, like, can't, should not be allowed to consent to sign up for the military. Yeah. And his job on the team, heavy explosives. Make that make sense to me. I mean, this was like they had a recruiting booth and like this guy was just walking by and someone was like, hey, you ever thought about signing up for the military? And he was like, what's the military? And they were like, you'll do great. <laughs> uh, do you like food? And he was like, yeah. And it's like, sign your name here. And then he was like, uh, what if I can't sign my name? And then they were like, it's fine. Just tell me your name and I'll sign it. And then all of a sudden he was in the military. He should definitely be in a conservatorship. <laughs> uh, he is, he is the Britney Spears of this GI Joe unit. <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent, you know, the thing, okay, here's the deal. So, uh, original tunnel rat, right? Tunnel rat. There was a figure. I actually own the figure. It's a really cool figure. He, uh, in the GI Joe movie, he gets introduced as one of the recruits, you know, the team with law and order, uh, chuckles, big lob, uh, big lob and jinx. And of course, uh, Falcon. And so he's introduced. I thought, honestly, he was a cool Latino guy from Los Angeles. He's a cool Latino guy from Brooklyn, New York, um, except for the fact that he has he's actually very multicultural, according to his file card, which I just brought up. Tunnel Rats family tree is Trinidadian Chinese with branches of Irish, Spanish and Indian thrown in. He grew up on the mean streets of Brooklyn, got tough on the Ranger course at Fort Benning and honed his skills in Granada. Uh, he's an explosives expert, and uh, uh, he's a genuinely fun and cool character in G.I. Joe the movie where, you know, Big Lob is doing the obstacle course, and he just finds a pipe and crawls through and then, like, takes out all the turrets from behind with some, like, cool stuff. And, like, I genuinely loved that character despite him only having a short period of time on screen to see what they've done, how they've massacred my boy <laughs> in this series is so beyond upsetting. Beyond upsetting. Uh, um, so, yeah, and I wrote here like, uh, uh, okay, so before the next part, Duke has an entire hallway full of robots. And I don't, what are these robots doing? They're not guarding. They're not, they're just there waiting to be shot. I think that they're there like for whatever is needed. If they need to go, they're like the PAs of this mission. They're like, if they need to go get a coffee, they go get a coffee. If they need to like, 
go if like this the sound guy is like missing it's like go find us the sound guy so they're just there to to be runners for whatever's needed it's i just, would watch a show that was just bats as pas it'd <laughs> <laughs> be kind of good it'd be kind of good and they're always using the wrong hand attachment for the job yeah <laughs> it's the clamp um yeah because there's like there's like 10 of these bats or whatever robots and there's like four zigzagging hallways and all the bats are only in the last of the four zigzagging hallways guarding it by just standing in a straight line on either either side so duke and i don't know how any of this works duke has a sigma shooty gun and he like looks through his thing and then makes it like go through the hallway zigzag and then take out both lines at the same time of robots with like two shots one for each line and i I don't know what's happening in this scene. You could have cut this easily and I would have been very this happy. Is actually the only part of the episode that I liked. God dang it. <laughs> like for reals, like it was it was just like one of those like things that a a 12-year-old boy would think was cool. Like, oh shit, they got the lasers just, like turn corners and stuff. Um and that's what it felt like. It felt like um just like dropping in a a cool toy. So, you know, is it dumb? Yeah, kind of, but it's also <laughs> cool, and I'll take it. Um, so they send tu- correctly. They send Tunnel Rat up into the air ducts, like you do. But and he's of- also an idiot. He like immediately screws up the mission. Yeah, he like and I he just- always does. At this he point, eats- he at this point he's more of a liability than he is an asset. And I hate, I hate, like in OG G.I. Joe, there were like some buffoons, but they were always good at their job. And I hate that this dude is not good at his job. Like, I don't, I don't want to watch, I hate like kids shows where it's like, look at this, look at this idiot. He's bad at his job. Like you can make him a buffoon that's still good at his job, but like immediately he like gets them tapped let me let me ask this question then in the original sunbow era who do you think was like one two three who were the least competent joes because they were all generally competent which ones do you think were like the most incompetent i have yeah i mean i think they were all competent i would say like shipwreck was like a little bit of a buffoon because like he was shown like not realizing that women didn't want him to like hit on them and things like that but he was always like could handle himself in a fight and and all that other stuff there was no one who was just like straight up bad at the thing that they were supposed to be doing i I got one i got one Uh, chan do you have any answer to this because i have one that i think fits the bill a little who are you talking about I think bazooka uh, bazooka with Alpine. Cause there's even in the intro, there's the shot of him trying to shoot the bazooka, but sneezing in the rain and f- tripping and falling and shooting the bazooka when he hits the ground. What like, do you not? I, it must be too long for you, but like bazooka was a little dumb, a little dim. And, uh, but even then, wait, is bazooka the guy that rhymes? No, that's Roadblock. What is happening right Who now? Is bazooka, bazooka and Alpine were the duo that always worked together. Yeah. And bazooka uh, had the football jersey on with the Bazooka. Oh, okay. Uh, football, bazooka, football I think, sort of falls into the category of um, uh, Shipwreck, where he's a little dim, but like he stumbles into the correct thing more often than not, uh, which is sort of like what tunnel rat does but um tunnel rat just like skews the numbers where 
you know, Bazooka's like kind of like, well, he's pretty close, but in in the end, he does more uh, good than yeah. harm. Yeah, there were a couple of times I remember Bazooka like hurting his leg or something, and they need to kind of help him out, or he gets knocked unconscious. Like he's the one who always took the hits. Uh, I remember yeah. in the Games Master episode, right? Didn't he? Didn't he take a hit in the Games Master episode? He got hit by a laser and knocked out at some point and had to be saved. But he yeah. wasn't like, like actively shit can a mission. To me, yeah. To me, like the difference is that that Tunnel Rat gets other people in trouble, like his incompetence, and it's it's usually like Scarlet. So I have an issue with like incompetent dude gets to keep his job even after he you know, endangers woman, the only woman on the team's life multiple times. Cause this isn't the first time we've seen this happen with him yeah. and with Scarlet. And truly like if this was my job and if I was her, I would be like, Hey, I'm not working with this guy anymore. You like, do not send me on a mission with him. If you do, I will sue you. Yeah, because I still will never forget a couple episodes ago when he just like ran into a closet and Scarlet looks and he's like tied up with cables in the fucking ceiling, like five feet above the air. And I'm like, you can't do that without trying to do that. Like how brutally incompetent is this guy? It is upsetting. And the worst part is at the end of it all, he's the one who would like punch Scarlet lightly on the shoulder and go, see, we make a great team. And yeah. that's the infuriating part. Yeah, I hate it. I hate that like she's just she's being forced to work with a stinky buffoon who brings nothing to any mission. And at this point, it feels it feels personal. It feels like the rest of the Joes all hate this dude. But they're like, you know what? We're going to teach that woman for coming in and ruining our good time. Now we can't tell jokes at work with the word cunt in it anymore so we're gonna teach her by sending her on this on missions with this stinky idiot and maybe you know what maybe she'll get herself killed and then we'll laugh about it uh i for one am really glad that uh we record separately uh because i feel like if we did (laughs) record together we would not make it past this episode uh gina would have a revelation she'd be like oh my god this is about me that's a very fair point. No, oh, Tunnel Rat in the uh, in the air ducts, of course, sees a delicious cockroach and can't help himself, but not only eat it, but eat it to the point where one of the antenna is still sticking out of his mouth. And I want to punch my TV screen. So I this isn't here. snack time, Tunnel Rat. Crunch the outside. I think I'll take a shortcut. It's yeah. just there's no call for this. Like None. bugs don't like if you were desperate. You would eat a bug, right? There are plenty of tales of soldiers being in a bad place, in a bad situation, and being forced to eat bugs to survive. And I hate that idea, but I respect you if you if you have to do that to survive, because living is important. Tunnel Rat will put the mission in jeopardy so he can eat a bug. Bugs don't taste that good. What I mean, I assume. What 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 is happening? This is this is why I don't watch anime. I mean, are this, you saying that every anime has a moment where a character eats a bug for no reason? Uh, more than you'd like to admit. <laughs> this doesn't feel like something that is uh, absolutely endemic to uh, anime. This feels like, I, I don't know, maybe like a really racist animator was like, you know what all anime's got? That one dude that just always likes to eat a bug. You know how those... <laughs> Japanese people do 
And everyone's like, um, <laughs> no, dude, what are you talking yeah, about? It's like, no, it's like every time you go to a sushi place, they're always trying to feed you bugs. <laughs> dude, I don't think that's a sushi place that you're going to. Like, I'm the EP. You fucking put it in there. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah. And so I, my note here is just tunnel rat still gross and still sucks. He's he's awful. And so tunnel rat doesn't like the fact that high tech is trying to guide him. So he just turns off his comms. Like a certain character in For All Mankind in a later season. Dun, dun, nope. dun. Nope. Don't want to hear it. Don't you spoil nothing. No, that's all I'm saying. Ugh. That's all. That's all you're going to get. You're, you're the worst. Get. It, it so meant saying, nothing. It meant nothing are you saying to this you? Is a, this is a good plot point then that like that's what people actually do in the real-ish world? They do if things are about to go really poorly. <laughs> um, and that won't spoil anything because you'll forget because <laughs> it's going to yeah, be things, a while. Things are always going poorly in that show. That <laughs> is correct. Um, it's a great show. Uh, okay, so they find Heavy Duty. Uh, finally, Tunnel Rat finds Heavy Duty. Uh, going through the air ducts. He's been chained under a rocket, under the rocket that's about to take off into space to get the stone. I'm fine with that. This is sort of what I expected them to do. A little tie the lady to the train tracks from Zartan. Uh, yeah, I'm good sure. with this. I'm fine with this. This is exactly what I would do if I was writing this. Uh, I, liked, I liked that. Um, oh, I, I thought you were going to say that is exactly what I would do if I were trying to steal a rocket. <laughs> oh, yes, I would do that too. Um so uh, Tunnel Rat starts going too fast down the tunnel. Is he like skateboarding down the tunnel? Like what is happening? He ends, up, he ends up flying into a bot chamber where there's like two dozen bats. He flies into like the center of the room, destroying his uh, uh, traveling device and almost knocking himself unconscious. Meanwhile, the bats are just staring at him like, no, shoot him. You're robots. There's nothing to consider. You have mission orders. You would just shoot him like Merlin would shoot Gina right now for not feeding him. Yeah, yeah. He has food. He just wants to be watching TV. I told you. Oh, my gracious. <laughs> um, and then he wants back. to see what happens on the next episode of Beverly Hills Honor 210. Well, who could blame him? <laughs> uh, Scarlet and Duke are about to charge the control room together. Great. Uh, at this point, we cut back to Tunnel Rat again because oof, three seconds without him is too much. Am I right? Got to get back to him. I did appreciate that Zartan was able to sneak up on Tunnel Rat and just knock the bejesus out of him. That made me very happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tunnel Rat's about to drop a bunch of these like landmines uh, to try to like uh, blow out the chains, I guess, to get to heavy duty off this launch pad. Um, but he ends up getting tunnel rat ends up getting rocked by Zartan. Like people get hit real hard in this episode. The robot dog. I like it when tunnel rat gets hit real hard. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, it turns out this isn't like a launch pad, but like a grate over a big thing of like water. And I did not get what's happening here at all. Um, it turns out he armed the bombs beforehand. So the bombs all blow up, shooting the water up in the air and freeing heavy duty uh, and getting tunnel rat back up to the surface area again. I'm like, okay. Uh, Duke ends up going into the control room and just starts crushing everybody. Uh, I, I did enjoy that. I like it. Well, I, you know what? I, I, I've not been the biggest Duke fan, but in this series, I kind of at least appreciate him. And maybe it's just because he's not Tunnel Rat. I mean, it's such a low bar, but like this. Don't worry. It's on stun mode. I, I didn't. I. I don't fine. know. It's, it seems like a real dick move to me. And also, like, 
since when have they got fucking stun lasers? Well, he was going to go in and just start shooting every MFR in the entire room. And you got to make a point of saying it's stun mode or he is murdering people. You know what? If if that's uh, <laughs> if he was actually cold blooded like that, and they were just like fucking bullets. And he's like, don't worry. This is stun mode. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. Like, oh, you know what? Okay. That would have been he's crazy. And I'm kind of into it. Um. At which point now, a Duke's big thing is that he's going to be fighting that giant robot with the treads that blasted the dog in the opening scene. So yeah. that thing that the, I just call it not Overlord Vector, <laughs> <laughs> is now attacking Duke, and we cut back. Go back to Heavy Duty, uh, and Heavy Duty ends up uh, uh, fighting Zartan, and then somebody gets, oh no, Heavy Tunnel Rat gets grabbed a second time by Zartan, right, if I remember this correctly? And uh, he's going to choke him out or he's going to cut him or I mean, something that's going to make my Christmas so much happier. And then heavy duty. We now find out he's been freed. And so he absolutely blasts Zartan uh, and sends him like knocks him out with like one from behind sucker punch. And I'm like, all right, that was kind of cool. I uh, I like, yes, this is over the top and wild. But like the notion that Tunnel Rat had a bunch of mines. They all fell down through this grate and he fell down a long distance into some water and then they all exploded and the water was enough to break the chains and push Tunnel Rat up through the grate and somehow survive um, and not knock over the rocket that is just a few feet above them. Like so little of that made sense to me. Uh, a lot of these scenes really uh, didn't didn't pass the smell test for me. Uh, we'll cut back to uh, not over. Well, maybe Vector. if you sniff it again. Why don't you sniff it again? Sniff it. <laughs> sniff no. me. Uh, I don't want to sniff because Tunnel Rat's in there. <laughs> I don't want that cologne. Um, uh, Overlord, not Overlord Vector is fighting Duke some more, and we get more explosions. Uh, at which point we cut back to Zartan recovering, and Scott is trying to rescue the students from the control room. And Scarlet's with him, kind of taking him to the uh, uh, rendezvous point, the ex- exfiltration point. I don't know. And insanely, Scarlet, who's there already and an adult, allegedly, and member of G.I. Joe, turns to high school age Scott and says, okay, Scott, you're in charge of all these people now on this new <laughs> military operation. I'm like, what are you talking about, Scarlet? Just lead them out. What are you doing? No, to be fair, though, like he, his first like mission, which was like the first six episodes of this fucking show of this series, he was doing way more complicated stuff than that. Like they were like, shouldn't have been. Oh, like he's the one who created this robot dog by giving it that that go-go juice or whatever he poured down its throat and then made it live. That was wild. Uh, so you it's are not correct. crazy to me that she's like, all right, I mean, you're like the only other, quali- like, he's definitely more qualified than fucking Tunnel Rat. What makes him qual- more qualified than the other students? Is it because he's a white dude, Gina? Thank you. <laughs> I mean, obviously. You know, this is just like, well, your your dad is, is a G.I. Joe member. That makes you qualified to lead this mission. Much like those firms in Ukraine were like, your dad is the current sitting vice president. You deserve to be in charge of this multi-billion dollar company in another country. Now hand me that gun, Hunter Biden. <laughs> and those illicit drugs. 
None of this is going to make sense in 10 years when people are listening to this podcast. Are you kidding me? Hunter Biden's going to be president in 10 years. What are you talking about right now? You don't think we can't get that man elected? After what we've seen so far? We just had another we just had another congresswoman get kicked out of Beetlejuice the musical because she was giving a guy a hand job. Yo, that was crazy. <laughs> I mean, like he was really honking those boobs too. Like he was, he was, he was fucking going to town on Wait those titties. Is there video? Yes. Yes, Chan. <laughs> oh my God. And she is jerking him off while he squeezes her titties and then she vapes. And then she told everyone like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't vaping. It was a smoke machine. And then the video came what? out and she was like, I deeply regret my actions. <laughs> oh my yeah, go, go look at it. He is just casually squeezing them like he is trying to pick the perfect melon as if his life depended on it. I really <laughs> thought that he had a thing of turtle wax with him and he was helping her get buffed. I mean, I watched <laughs> it like five times because I was like, is this a deep fake? How can this possibly be real? How can this They are in public and she is always the one who's talking about children and groomers. And then I realized, oh, right. <laughs> Projection. And also, I mean, and and not to be uh, glazed over during Beetlejuice the musical. <laughs> Look, and now for people listening to this episode ten years uh, in the future, first off, hello. I hope President Hunter Biden is doing a great job. That's a story you probably don't remember and need to look up. So anyway, I mean, things could go awry, and she could be the president in ten years. Oh. No, I'm, but here's the problem. If that particular person is president in 10 years, I guarantee there's no free speech left for anyone to be listening to this episode. Got to scrubbed. be fair, a, a podcast about G.I. Joe seems like the only thing they would let people listen to. Only if they didn't listen to it. Um, Chan, I, I think I just want to give you the floor to talk about this whole uh, turn on button um, sequence. Ah! I, I, I oh feel like boy. you might have some strong opinions this, here. You know what? I have no opinion about it. I will cede the floor to Gina, who was the one that specifically asked to have this pulled. I can't. I think my brain might explode. I honestly can't tell if Ray's doing a bit or not. You guys, I don't remember who says what anymore. <laughs> Did Ray just go to honk off is that what he was doing Wait, like, oh, really? i'll just talk a hand jobs i gotta go <laughs> gina go or uh, who cares just talk about the thing that you wanted to talk about Look, i found a dead roach on the floor and i was trying to brush it away from my recording area were you trying to eat it no oh my god on the outside i'm trying to keep tunnel rat the fuck out of here <laughs> i gotta clean the area here's one that says on that spells on that's it well what are you waiting for man Yes, Tunnel Rat couldn't find the on button that was marked literally on. No, it's not that he couldn't find it. He doesn't know how to read. You get that, right, Ray? <sighs> that is wild. As as yeah, the, like the character is intended to be uh, the what do you call that? The character, the insert character for children. So they, he's supposed to be a little bit goofy and doofy and screw things up. But honestly, it's he's not even like making a joke like, oh, hey, maybe it's the one that says, oh, and what's that spell? He's just like, I don't understand 
how do how to read two letter words. It's just it's real gross. You guys, I, I did totally get it. I promise. It's a it's a it's a very weird like clearly they were trying to play it for laughs, but it opens up a very large can of worms. Again, I think that this man could not properly read his military contract when he signed it is what I'm going to say. Um, look, and so he's like, okay, uh, plug it in. Um, and the, so they're trying to plug in this device and turn on the machine so that high tech can hack it. And high tech gets about, you know, halfway through the, what well, the 45 seconds that are left. And his, he's like, okay, got it. I'm in, I got this thing. And he's like, oops, no, I don't. Which leaves about 20 seconds to go. And he's like, high tech's like, y'all got to figure something out. I thought I had this. I do not have this. Uh, which I thought was like, that's fun. That's legit. I like the idea that high tech is not a deus ex machina. Um, and he fails sometimes. That made me happy. And then um, heavy duty puts both arms in, just p- punches into the uh, control panel and then rips it out of the wall. And that works. It stops the countdown at two seconds to go. Yeah, this dude has killed a man before. I don't think that should have worked. Call me crazy. I This is a convention uh, that I do not care for. I hate it when it happens, uh, but it's sort of tied to the thing where all you have to do is knock out the main alien ship and the entire ar- rest of the army will go down in the same Yo, way that like are you shitting on independence day my man if you blow up the lead tank in a in a tank brigade all the other tanks stop working um you, you can't just rip up the control panel and stop a rocket from going off and yes i fucking hate independence day First off, how dare you? That movie's great. Second off, are you guys familiar with the NCIS um, hacking clip? You you must be, right? Where the two people share a keyboard to uh, to prevent the hacking. I've just put it in our chat. <laughs> and um, if you're not familiar with this clip, it's one of my favorite things on the entire internet. And it's a scene from the famed um, uh, serialized drama, NCIS, uh, National Crime Institute of um, Sexy Scientology. Um, but International Crime Institute of Sexy. And all I could think about in this scene, like the, even as I'm watching it, all I could think about was this particular scene, which if you have not seen it before, please watch it right now. You at home, stop the recording. Watch this 50-second long clip. Uh, in fact, I'm going to... I'm too busy it, watching Lauren Borbert's hand job. Calm down. <laughs> Did you find it? Did you find it? It's not hard uh, to find. <laughs> Although she did find it hard. <laughs> hello hello thank you she released an apology saying she did it because divorce is hard <laughs> and like you should pity her yeah man that's uh, um that's legit unfortunately this nbc website doesn't have the good stuff uh, you gotta go to twitter for that shit no you gotta go oh to twitter. Yeah. yeah i don't know what you're doing oh yeah sorry chan you gotta use your AE double back account to start searching up hand jobs. Oh, you mean X? I mean, she's trending, so you'll just find her there. I don't, and sixty nine percent of all its users don't either. Chan, <laughs> did um, you just made up that number? No, that's that's sadly that is the real number of people who still call it Twitter in the United States. I think that's probably just the the num the percentage that people up on Twitter made up. 
I think that's pretty much, yeah, like, hey, what be. percent do people do you think? 69? I didn't even finish the quiz. 69? 420. Uh, what are you- can, I, can it be 420? <laughs> um, no, that's look, not a percentage. That's a, uh, yeah. So this clip, I've just put it on the uh, the official Knowing Us Half the Podcast Twitter account at G.I. Joe Podcast. Oh, cool. So and when this comes out two weeks from now, I, well, people will Chan, definitely... Whose fault is that? This is coming out soon enough. I am, so, I am throwing you under the bus for this yeah, one. Yeah, you are. I might just have to pin it just because you said that. But the, the NCIS is being hacked, and the lady computer expert is having trouble keeping up typing fast enough to keep the hackers out, because that's how it works. So a second guy comes over, takes the other half of the keyboard, and they're typing in tandem together twice as fast now to keep the hackers out. And it's just, it's just not working. They're just not fast enough, even with both of their typing skills combined. And the third character pulls the plug from the panel, um, thus ending the threat. The from the monitor. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. From the he plug, he, oh, literally the plug from the wall. Um, and he holds it up like, "Aha! Uh-huh, you just had to do this, idiots!" And it's it's one of the craziest scenes you will ever see in your life. And it's all I could think about during this scene. Well, uh, they're trying to hack it; it doesn't work. So heavy duty just rips the panel out of the wall. And I'm just like, it's it's NCIS, dude. It's just NCIS. It's all Let it thing. go, Jake. It's NCIS. Uh, yeah, for real. <laughs> um, but anyway, check out that clip. It's delightful. Um, and it's all I think. I think about that clip a lot more than I should. It's basically what it's like. You know, they talk about men are talk, thinking about the Roman Empire uh, more often than you think yeah. they would. That's yeah. me in that clip from NCIS. I feel like uh, Chan's <laughs> missing a lot by not being on Twitter because that was a whole Twitter conversation. The whole thing. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe he knows about the Roman Empire. I've heard of it. <laughs> okay. There's been a thing going around that says like that. That's basically like a woman read an article about how how often men think about the Roman Empire, and she found like it's very often. And she said this statistic to her boyfriend of like, did you know that like guys think about the Roman em- Empire like constantly? And he was like, oh yeah, of course we do. And then it was like <laughs> making its way around around Twitter and guys were weighing in and being like, yeah, I, I think about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pervasive. It's in our culture a lot, you know. Is it though? It, it, I, I think it is more, anytime you think about Roman numerals, so anytime I, mean, I, I think, think about, about the TV show Rome a lot and how it, it it didn't run for as many seasons as it should have and how it's a superior series to Game of Thrones. Whoa. Okay. Mm. Bold, bold, but I'll take it. You know what? That's uh, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with that. There's yeah. a solid point in there um, somewhere. Yeah. Think about it. Like anytime you think about Colosseums or uh, gladiators or Roman numerals. So anytime I think about the Super Bowl, I think about ancient Rome. Uh, or, you know, uh, you are listing off things that I do not think about at all, ever. Oh, yeah. Well, Try this all one, people Chan. like you Rose. are not on Twitter anymore, Chan. Yeah, that's, thank you. That's why it's heavily skewing. <laughs> there you go. People. Yeah, the confluence of people who uh, uh, both think about Rome a lot and are on Twitter, uh, which also is burning down while Nero fiddles. Thank it you. makes a lot of sense. I think about the Jim Rome sports show a lot. You know, I'm just saying like it comes up uh, is, is all. Uh, anyway, uh, final battle going on here. Let's, let's bring this home. Not Overlord Vector is fighting Duke. And it puts the it puts its gun point blank to Duke's face and pulls the trigger. And somehow Duke blocks it. No, he has time to to 
have a witty retort, which is like, yeah, I can do the same thing too, pal. And then jams a gun into but the he, other thing and shoots. No, he but then like, in a, him, yeah, and he gets like lasered oh, back, right. but I think it's the implied that his suit because they show that like, oh, his suits armor is depleted after that. Yeah. And then for some reason, high tech is like, oh, well, let me boost that up. Uh, to the highest, like, why didn't you, A, why didn't you do it in the first place? B, why do you have that control? Why couldn't Duke have that control? Yeah. What is happening to any of this? And I just picked it, pulled it up again. He just puts his hand up, like, on his forehead, like, revealing most of his face, just puts his hand up, and that just, like, blocks the blast. And I did not care for that. I want like to be the- fair, we don't know what he was being shot with, so he might get cancer in two years. Okay. Oh. Yay, cancer. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's crazy. Then he puts puts his pistol in the barrel of the same gun and then pulls the trigger and blows out not Overlord Vector, which is crazy. Duke wins. Uh, I'm like, okay, he wins. Except no, he doesn't. Because then a huge blast comes as the as the rest of the Joe team is inside the vehicle. What is it? The Rhino? I forget what this thing's called. they're, They're trying to find him. They're driving around. And then a huge explosion out of the wall happens and him and not Overlord Vector fly out of it. And then they barrel into him and they like run him over and shoot a bunch of missiles at him at the same time. And it is overkill of the century. It is. They take him the F out. Um, and then we we cut back to, and, and if I could just get a little bit of background sound, there was a lot of good peas and carrots in this scene. Uh, what do you guys call this? The Walla Walla, uh, uh, the background noise uh, when they cut back to where all the students are. Oh, um, there's plenty of it. Cause like at the beginning, I specifically uh, marked off a point where someone's like going like, uh, yeah, I wish I could shoot my little brother in a space. I, I heard I picked that up too. Yeah. There was another one where like, at least we're not in algebra and <laughs> they're all real terrible, but oh. uh so also, I'm, like, is the girl is the girl supposed to be the girlfriend of of Scott or whatever his name is? Because she's like, is this why you never tell me anything? Yeah, that was so weird. I really so, don't like it. It's like assuming that she's like a shrew already. Like she's, it's like, oh, even even young girls are shrews on this show. Like, yeah, because like the, the and because the one kid is like, maybe Scott's an oh, maybe like. Yeah, his buddy is like convinced that Zartan was an alien. He's like, but here's the thing: only aliens can see other aliens, can see through their disguise. And then he's like, wait a minute, Scott through Scott saw through the disguise. That must mean Scott's an alien. And rather than like sh- laughing it off, Scott's maybe girlfriend is like, is this why you never talk to me anymore? And it's well, real look, weird. In in anime, uh, you get two types of girlfriends: super horny or battle axe. Is that yeah. an unfair statement in anime? Not in real life. Not trying to say that. <laughs> in, in anime productions, that tends to be the two the two angles they take. And real quick, I freeze framed this so I could like find a time code for the peas and carrots. Uh, and it's a shot. It's a, it's a, it's a wide shot of like the students. There's an ambulance, and there are three full body bags on the ground. We had casualties in this episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. You see him? uh, Yeah, yeah. That's not great. That's not great. (laughs) Everybody's safe now. Looks like we got it done. We got lucky. So what? Did we hear it? We got lucky. Those three suckers didn't, though. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they were cobras. 
I mean, maybe they were cobras. Maybe um, they were just robots that they were taking to be uh, researched, uh, reverse engineered. Let's, let's not uh, let's not make that assumption. Um, uh, uh, yeah, we had fatalities this time. I really didn't think we were going to get fatalities, but here we are. Um, and then, yeah, and then Scott's an alien, and so his girlfriend and friends literally chase him down the street as the sun is setting, and we end the episode right there. Uh, they watch, they watch, watch some meteors and then that's the only other four second reference we get to space. Oh yeah. Excuse me. You're right. There is a tiny little thing at the end where they watch the Sigma stone asteroid burn up in the earth's atmosphere. Considering how the Sigma stones have acted in the past when, for example, shot or heated up, it's a great question. I would not think it'd be a good idea to just let them burn up in the atmosphere they'd blow a goddamn hole in the earth. Also, isn't there a very, very legitimate chance that it would land on earth and the Sigma stone would still be, have some power. Yep. I mean, that's probably legit. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, that is episode 11 of 13 of GI Joe Sigma six season one space. The final frontier. How how many more uh, nothing burger episodes do we have to watch of this show? Well, we have a two parter. So, and that's it. Then we're done. No, then and we have thirteen then more we episodes. Have another season seasons two. worth. Yeah, we have season two. Okay, so oh, I promised that I was going to say which character I miss, which character of OG yeah. GI Joe this makes me miss the most, and it's not the character you might think. It is actually Low Light because okay. I like. It's. I think that one of the reasons that this is inferior to original G.I. Joe is because every character is like the same level. They're all wacky. They're all like, it's like so kiddie. It's so light. It's there's like nothing really has any stakes. It's just like, oh my God, we're all doing this thing and it's crazy. And I just really want a character who's there that's just like, I mean, he's probably going to die in that sewer. He's, we just sent a man to his death. And then everyone's like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, low light, calm down. And he's like, you don't know what's in my head, man. And then like, I could handle <laughs> everyone else being this crazy, kooky, wacky, like, haha, no stakes. If there's just one dude that every once in a while is like Phoebe Cates and Gremlins. Like her dad died in a chimney. Yeah, like every every That's... once in a while, there's one character that you think like everything is going fine, and then tells you a long monologue about how to, how her dad died in a chimney. That's low light. <laughs> I mean, okay. yes, I will say right now, Gremlins one of the most depressing movies because of that character, because of that fact. I saw that the first time, and I'm like, I'm really enjoying this mischievous, violent Muppets killing a suburban town. And then when when she drops that story, it's hilarious. Dad, what are you talking it's about? So upsetting. What it are you talking so about? Did upset. you watch this for the first time when you were forty five? What are you I talking about? I watched this for the first time when I was like ten or whatever. And I'll tell you right now, it upset me that they went with that as a plot point. Ugh, and I have not gone back to watch the first. I watched the second Gremlins all day. But uh, they the, have the- a send up of that in the second Gremlins where she starts to tell a terrible story, and he's just like, ugh. Yeah, that's what I want. I don't need a very depressing holiday themed Santa. My dad is dead story like that was 
honestly, that shook me when I was a kid. It's and I did not like it. I did not find it funny. I found it upsetting. Are you? Have you not watched Gremlin since you were ten? I have not. I have not watched it in a very long time. That's insane. Because that scene upsets me, That's, and it's going to upset are, me when I see it again. You are what the right thinks we are. You are a pussy snowflake who can't watch a children's movie because of a forty-second scene. I, I'm telling you right now, that scene upset me when I was a kid. Just like I will not go back to Return to Oz because those wheelies are too upsettingly scary. You're not gonna tell me mm. I'm wrong there. Mm. Yeah, that movie. Those are the two. That that one. That one really got me too. But like, those are just not properties I will go back to. But I will go back to see Gremlins too. Gremlins two is delightful. Um, and that Key and Peele sketch about uh the about creating Gremlins two is also wild. Very fun. If you know the sketch I'm talking about. Yeah, everyone knows the sketch. It's old news. Go How back and watch you. number there are, one. There are Zoomers listening to this right now that have no idea what I'm talking about. Go seek it out. Seek <sighs> out Seek out the congressional lady in the, the Beetlejuice theater clip. Seek out the NCIS hacking clip. And seek out the Key and Peele sketch about writing Gremlins 2. That's your homework. <clears throat> we are here to grow you as a person. Yeah, okay. So... That's what we're here to do. Anyway, that's our episode. Space Sigma Six. You can, of course, find us patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast, uh, or uh, on the, the Twitters at G.I. Joe Podcast. You can, of course, find me on threads at Almighty Ray 316. Yep. At what now? I think you just made that Twitter handle up. Uh, threads. Threads you got, is the a, thing shitty, that's actually gonna you got a shitty Twitter. threads handle. Well, Almighty Ray was somehow taken. So I did Almighty Ray 316. Who has Almighty Ray? Yeah, who does have Almighty no, Ray? To be fair, though, there are there are streamers very low level, like seven people watching their channel streamers named Almighty Ray. And there's also been a couple of death metal bands named Almighty Ray. And I have not tried to reach out to these people but there are other um, I, I'll, on Xbox for the longest time. I was getting pr- private messages asking if I was ready to go do this, like Call of Duty run uh, and <laughs> or Halo run. And it was always like I would get like five messages in like an hour being like, come on, man, where are you? Let's go. And I have no idea who these people are because this is a somewhat shockingly popular handle for a variety of mediums. And because I am an old, I got in first at most of the OG social media sites with Almighty Ray. One guy, in fact, had a Twitter handle, Almighty Ray, but the L was a capital I, so it looked like an L. (laughs) And that freaked me out because I couldn't figure out why he had the same handle I did. For the longest time. So anyway, Almighty Ray 316 is pretty much what I end up on all the new media because the kids get in faster than me. (laughs) <laughs> um, that is possibly the saddest thing i've ever heard maybe third maybe third doesn't make me feel good Strikes wherever they attack.
back G.I. Joe will fight, there's no turning back Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. We're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.